Um, there are a lot of people that are looking at the summer and thinking, okay, I'm going to take a staycation, but I would like to head out east or maybe I'd like to go to another province. And some provinces are standing in the way. Uh, you may have heard a couple of stories about some people that were just gobsmacked when they were not allowed out to uh, funerals of loved ones in, uh, in some cases, parents, um, because they were in the Maritimes. And that's due to COVID-19, New Brunswick, Newfoundland and Labrador and Prince Edward Island. And uh, three territories have temporarily barred Canadian visitors from entering their borders unless they meet specific criteria, such as traveling for medical treatment. Of course, a funeral doesn't involve medical treatment. Michael Bryant is executive director and general counsel of the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, and he's here to talk about it. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. So um, there have been people that are starting to uh, launch lawsuits against uh, uh, some of the provinces for not letting them in to pay their respects to family members. Is this uh, a legal challenge that could stand up in court and why? We brought uh, just such a legal challenge in uh, Newfoundland, and that's going to be our test case. The hearing, uh, uh, unfortunately, won't be until August, but that's the soonest that we can uh, that we can make it happen. Uh, the um, the argument is quite simply that the province doesn't have the jurisdiction to, um, under any circumstances, um, repel people from uh, or keep people out of their province. Uh, that's not. Uh, under our constitution, something within the provincial jurisdiction. But then the other argument we're making is that even if um, under COVID you could make the argument that it's necessary, they've not met the circumstances of necessity and proportionality because the um, it's the, the population density of Newfoundland and the state of COVID infection in Newfoundland is not such that it would justify uh, not letting people into Newfoundland. It, it is it is really an arbitrary decision that they made. Now, in Newfoundland, they didn't make it at the beginning of the COVID infection. They made it just a few weeks ago after the curve had been flattened in Newfoundland. So it makes even less sense in uh, the maritime provinces, all of which have this um, mobility rights infringement in place, except for Nova Scotia. I guess they're looking at it in the, you know, from, you can see both sides. I mean, you're arguing the other side, but you can see that they're looking at it saying, okay, we've, we've completely flattened our curve. We just don't have the numbers. When you look at us in Ontario and Quebec, barring today where we saw uh, some of the lower numbers, I think it's 243 new cases of COVID-19. We still have to get um, the pandemic under control and, and flatten that curve. So when you say it's arbitrary, arbitrary maybe but in you know if you were living out there maybe slightly understandable uh yeah i look it i say it's arbitrary because they they pick residents okay there's nothing about my residents that would suggest that um uh, i'm going to create a greater risk of infection by coming into the province now maybe you could argue uh, and I'm not saying that this would pass muster or be proportionate, but maybe you could say, look, we can't have people coming in from Toronto and Montreal because the infection is too high. Um, but but what they've done is just said anybody who's not from Newfoundland can't come into Newfoundland. And I say it's mm-hmm. arbitrary because it's overbroad. There's nothing about uh, uh, living in New Brunswick 
that would make me more at risk than uh, somebody who's living in Newfoundland. Now, if they're doing it for reasons of population density, then they need to be counting people coming in and coming out, almost like, you know, they do in some grocery stores and pharmacies where they're, you know, at a certain point, they're not going to let anybody new in until somebody comes out. But that's not what they're right. doing. They're basing it on residents. And when you base it on residents, you're violating Section 6 of the Constitution. That's why we became we came together as a country in 1867. And that's why Newfoundland joined Confederation in the first place, was the idea that we could do more together than we could apart. So this violates that. Has the pandemic tested a lot uh, of the power that provinces think they have under emergency orders? Well, I, you know, I think it's more that the public has become more aware of how much constitutional power the provinces have. I mean, in 1867, healthcare and education uh, were not these massive um, provincial services, social services, welfare didn't exist, obviously, in 1867. And the important powers uh, were assigned to the federal government. But, you know, today, obviously, healthcare is a lot more important than, say, lighthouses. But lighthouses were really important in 1867, and so they were federal. Uh, now, for a long time, we've had a situation where the provinces have had the powers most relevant to people's day-to-day lives. And, you know, the municipalities also have powers that are very relevant to people's day-to-day lives. And it's not the federal government, in fact, uh, other than their economic power, which is great because they, you know, collect income tax. Other than that, the the major functions and services being provided are, are by provinces. And people are now aware, I think, that now more than ever. Do you feel like all these disagreements are going to result in a more productive understanding of these powers? Uh, yes, I think this one will. I think that this challenge is important because, you know, I and maybe maybe it's been happening and we haven't known about it. But what have the various provinces and territories been doing, if at all, to assist other parts of Canada? I mean, that would be how a federalist system would work well. So, uh, you know, there is some sharing of knowledge, no question, and that's part of it. But what else exactly have we done as a nation to benefit other Canadians in different parts of Canada with special, you know, needs that they're facing? And uh, but the flip side has been so I haven't heard much about that, the the Mm. the the give. But I'm hearing a lot about uh, about the take. And uh, and that's what these uh, provincial boundaries do is they, you know, they exclude and uh, do so in a way uh, that I think is just contrary to the whole principle of a country. You know, they're behaving as if they're a nation. They're kind of declaring their sovereignty over this part of Canada. And what we're saying is, no, you don't have sovereignty to declare. You're You're not a country. You're a province within a country, and you can't keep out Canadians. And you could see how some, a place that is an island, Newfoundland, or PEI could lean that way uh, because they they literally are separated from the rest of Canada in a geographical sense. They're not connected to anyone, but it is interesting. I want to ask you before I let you go, Michael, last time we spoke, you were going to challenge the uh, tickets that bylaw officers were handing out to Torontonians uh, and people in the GTA. Uh, you were thinking of uh, launching, um, uh, you were looking for an amnesty. Mm-hmm. Um 
for mm-hmm. the tickets. Mm-hmm. Where are you at right now? Because I know there's a lot of people that are holding on to their tickets thinking, I don't know if I should be paying this or not. Not. Where is uh, that fight at? Uh, right now, uh, we're, 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 we're in the same place, but with a lot more information. Uh, the government, uh, the, uh, certainly the Ontario government and all other governments have not yet um, lifted the pause that they put on all the deadlines applying to, to the Provincial Offences Act. In other words, normally you've got 15 or 20 or 25 days to make a decision as to whether or not you're going to fight the ticket. But right now in Ontario, uh, it, the Ministry of the Attorney General has said, no, 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 that doesn't kick in yet. We'll let you know when it kicks in. So um, uh, we're gathering more information. It's still premature to, um, to launch uh, the action or seek the amnesty because uh, these these things are still being given out and the deadlines have not been closed yet. But what we are doing is issuing a report uh, this month, uh, bringing together all the evidence that we've assembled and making recommendations to the province and making recommendations to individuals as to what they should do with their tickets. All right. So we're going to hopefully check in with you um, for more information on that. Yeah. Stay tuned and I promise you'll be the first to know when we do something. Amazing. Thank you so much, Michael. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you.